How's it going? And welcome to the uh, New B Real Estate Investor of New Jersey show. I'm Jonathan Boyle. And I'm Joey Chan. Roy Tempest. And uh, let's uh, get directly into it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, today we have a special guest, uh, Roy Tempest. Uh, and uh, Roy's a investor here in New Jersey. How long have you been investing in real estate? Yeah, so first of all, guys, thank you for having me. Um, it's, a, it's an honor to be a guest here. Uh, and I wish you guys a lot of luck and success with the show. I'm very excited about uh, what, what it's going to come to. So excited to listen to the future episodes. So good luck, guys. Um, I, got, I got started uh, about four years ago on my first fix and flip project. I uh, actually purchased um, a property right in town here uh, on my first project. It was just a cosmetic rehab. Mm -hmm. um, just like down and dirty, we just uh, basically uh, refinished the floors. There was hardwood floors in there already. We redid the kitchen, we redid the bathroom, or part of like half of the bathroom. <laughs> Tried to keep costs at a minimum. Um, we were done with the renovation about you know a month and a half, and that kind of got the ball rolling for us. Nice. Nice. So this was, that was in Hillside. You yeah. Said, right? Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. Uh, so everyone knows. Uh, I'm pretty sure you get the idea of the show by now that you're seeing us in a lot of different uh, areas. This is one of Roy's projects right now here in Hillside. Yes, uh, almost complete, like what, about a month? Yeah, we got tiles uh, and floors going in next week. We're pretty much almost done with the drywall here. We just got to do some sanding and then uh, onto like the trim work, the cabinetry, uh, and then to the finishes. So we probably got like about uh, a month here, maybe maybe six, six weeks. Okay, nice. nice. So, um, so Roy, uh, just to, for the audience around here, uh, how, like, when you got started, like, how did you get started exactly? Was it, like, uh, with hard money, your own money, or, like, what, what, what did you do? So, I, I borrowed money. Um, so, basically, just to go, just to give you a little bit of feedback uh, on, my, on my past, I was always, you know, my whole life I was surrounded by entrepreneurs, um, uh, business owners, uh, I got kind of like molded into, you know, into that. And uh, my father immigrated here in the early 80s, started a business, um, you know, an electronics retail business from uh, the early 80s uh, and grew up from one store to, you know, 19 stores at our peak. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, so once that business went under, I was, I was doing that for the longest time. Once that business went, went under, I... Uh, I Kind of like struggled finding like what to do, and I tried a bunch of things before uh, I landed into real estate into that first fix and flip. And initially, I was going to just to, to, to get back to your question of how I got started with that. Initially, I was going to take uh, a HELOC on my personal property, um, and I kind of at that time um, kind of did a house hack on my own house without even knowing it. Okay. I did a renovation on my own house. Right. Um, and uh, added value to it that way. Uh, I was going to do a, a HELOC on that, and then when I found the first property, the timing was just not gonna be right. So I went to family and, and borrowed the money for that first, uh, for that first rehab. Nice, okay. uh, And that's kind of how I got started with, with that. Nice, yeah. um, for the audience out there, do you yeah. mind uh, explaining what a HELOC is? Yeah, so a HELOC is basically a home equity line of credit. So if you have enough equity, in your residence or in another property that you may own, uh, the bank will, uh, you know, basically give you a line of credit uh, to release, you know, to almost capture some of those funds where 
whatever you're using, basically you're paying an interest rate on. Okay, awesome. And most banks, they do it what, like 70, 80% or? Yeah, they do up to 70% uh, for the most part, uh, depending on uh, your situation and how much equity that you have in the house or your income and all that stuff. Yeah. Of course, so just so everyone here in the audience is aware, let's say your home is worth 100,000, you owe 50,000. Now these are all rough numbers yeah. and of course there's fees associated, but just in this scenario, then you know you could pull up up to 70%, which would be 70,000, so you could pull out 20,000. So something like that. Yep, exactly. Right? Okay, yep. awesome. Nice. Um, so basically after um, the, the you, you know, the business, uh, the initial business failed, mm -hmm. um, you were struggling to kind of find what to do. Um, yeah. So you, you got into real estate, right? Um, did you... Not immediately, but yeah. Okay, yeah. so it took some time. Yeah, you, yeah. you were doing a lot of soul searching. A yeah, lot of, all that stuff. <laughs> trying different businesses that, yeah. that worked and failed. Some didn't work at all, just completely failed. But okay. what, what were some of them? I'm just curious. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, right afterwards, I did some online sales, like on Amazon, selling like uh, products. Okay. Um, and that was kind of my past, so I kind of lost the passion for that very quickly after that. But uh, then I started doing um, online uh, iPhone apps. So I found developers in China and India that would kind of build the apps that uh, I would tell them to build. Mm -hmm. And at the peak, I had over like 100 apps in the iPhone store. Wow. And it was generating a pretty decent income um, until, wow. yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. It, you know, it was kind of like a thing where you got to like work from anywhere as long as you have an internet connection. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, it was cool getting to see like how the downloads grew and all that stuff. But then Apple changed their kind of al algorithms around. I was up to a point where I was getting like 20,000 downloads day I dropped a half and then it kept dropping and then I had to do some soul searching again to see what my next step was. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, yeah. Wow. Nice. So um did, so get, getting back to real estate, yeah. did you jump right so once once you did that first uh property, yeah, did you just jump right into real estate or, or you you kind of just took it slowly, you know? So the the way I am is I always jump into everything like head first mm -hmm. and then try to figure out things later. Yeah, it's just, that's just the way I've always been about yeah. everything. When I jumped into real estate, I didn't know that it was going to take me on this path, like on this longer term path. Sure. I was un unsure. It was something new to me. Yeah. Uh, but I went all in on it. Okay. You know, I went all in on it. It was a full-time gig for me. It was a full-time job for me. Even at that point where it was only one mm -hmm. property, like... I was still researching the MLS like crazy. I was doing drive-bys. I was going to see properties. I was educating myself as much as I could. Right. Even though there was really nothing that not much that I can do with one property, I was go I was going to visit the the site a yeah. lot. But you know, you go there for an hour, see so the guys are there working, and then yeah. your day's pretty much like okay, what am I gonna do now? <laughs> right. But I would utilize that time to educate myself okay. and, and educate myself in different markets. Nice. Yeah. What kind of uh, education did you uh, get, get yourself into, kind of? So no, no, no type of like formal education okay. in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Just basically like market research, um, doing my own research online and that kind of stuff. Um, I wish I had done some more formal kind of type of like stuff and like 
networking events that I do now. Yeah. Um, and like more like educational type of stuff that I, I kind of like engulf myself in now. Mm -hmm. um, had I done that, I always think maybe I would have been a little bit further along. Okay. But um, you know, I was doing I was doing basic research on my own, just uh, seeing sites, seeing different types of houses, speaking to people, other people that are in the business, uh, you know, that are flipping houses, trying to learn and, and educate myself from people that have experiences doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's a great way to go yeah. about it, you know, especially uh, at the beginning, if you don't really know a, a lot about um, those networking events and things like that, that's how I sort of um, started all the way at the very beginning. Yeah. You know, uh, so yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. just learn, learn from people that are actually doing it because when you go to these events, that's basically what they tell you to do right. anyway. Right. They, they say, oh, go find a mentor or go find someone that has experience right. and learn from them. Right. So you, you, you kind of skipped the networking and went right into it. Yeah, I went right into it, you know, and I, I'm the type of person that learns the most by experiences. You know, I, I have to experience it. I have to make the mistakes on my own. I hope that I don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah. Um, and then move on and, 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 and try to perfect the system that I've created. Nice. Yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, no, like, uh, I definitely understand where you're coming from because when I got started too, I was uh, going to a lot of the networking events. Yeah. I went to Bigger Pockets a lot to, like, dive into the research, yeah. listen to like hundreds of hours of podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, it's uh it's not in the same way. I have no formal education when it comes to Yeah, so for me even like I didn't even know about any of that stuff until oh, like wow. after my, my maybe like my third or fourth flip. And then and then I was like, oh wow, there's like a whole community of people that are like talking about this stuff. And there's like podcasts and stuff that I can learn from. And then I really started like, you know, yeah like consuming myself with all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yes. I see. Yeah, because I, I didn't see you until, uh, like, on, let's say, I think it was like I first, Yeah, I first saw you on Facebook, yeah. and I'm like, who's yeah. this guy? You know, yeah. and I see this guy doing all these projects. I'm like, yeah. wow. You know, and I didn't even heard of this guy. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I've heard of a lot of the guys that are doing, you know, projects out there, but, you know, there's always a lot of people that you don't even know. Of course, not everybody is on social media yeah, and that kind exactly. of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are like tons of builders that are doing their thing and yeah. nobody knows who they are. Yeah. You know. And that's another thing that, by the way, helped me propel my, my business. Like like you said, like I, I was doing this for four years. Right. This is, this is now going to be four years. And I just started doing that social media, Facebook, Instagram yeah. stuff like a year ago. Right. And I made a conscious decision to do that kind of stuff, put myself out there. Yeah. And kind of see where it leads and where, what it would get me. Um, initially, I just wanted to showcase what I do. Mm -hmm. Maybe if it would help me get a deal, if it would help me get funding, if it helped me like you know sell a house. Yeah. Then if it works, it works. And actually, it helped me do all those things. You know, and it's such a powerful tool that I wasn't using before um, that I'm using now. And I gotta say, it's it's helped me in, in a lot of ways. And it's something that kind of goes against my grain to do. Like I'm not like a, a generally like, public type of person yeah but putting that stuff out there is is powerful I and mean, it's stuff that it definitely works yeah I, I was the same way I'm very uh, you know like very kind of to myself yeah. I don't really in, I'm very shy I don't really interact with you know all these people you know and now it, it kind of like evolved yeah you know like yeah, now I'm on sure. Facebook a lot you know my Instagram yeah 
you know. And, and, and I've met a great community of people from, from, from doing that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, people that I would have never met before. Like I met you guys from there. You right. A uh, bunch of other people that are in the, in the space. Okay. And great people that I can call my friends now. Yeah. You know? So it's cool. Same. Yeah. That's exactly. Um, so, bro, I have a quick question. Um, as far as uh, when, like, uh, scaling your business, uh, because now, how many projects do you have going on? Uh, currently, have sixteen properties that are all in different uh, stages. stages. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some of those, some of those are are, are holds. Okay. Um, that we are uh, either have tenants in or about to get tenants in there, and. Uh, Portion of those are, are fixed and flips. Most of them are for fixed and flips. Okay. So, when when did you start scaling your business to that stage, and how did you start scaling it? Yeah. So, after maybe about like the second, well, after the first one, I had kind of like an aha moment that okay, there's something here. You know, mm-hmm. there's something behind this. I, I, I turned a profit. I got through the whole the first one. Um, and even really without getting completely through the first one, <clears throat> I, um, uh, I was able to know that there was going to be a profit made because I got an offer accepted and all that. So went on to the second one, then I started putting some offers in. Uh, after the, about the second or third one, uh, because your money runs out quickly, of course, <laughs> yes. then I started expanding my, um, my search for uh, raising funds. Then I started telling people what I what I did. You know, before I wasn't telling anybody that I was flipping houses on that first one, second one, third one. Mm-hmm. Then I started, you know, going to family members, going to friends, telling them what I did. Hey, this is what I'm doing now. I'm flipping houses. This and that. You know, would you like to get involved? This is what I did before. I purchased this house for this much. I put this much money into it, and I got this much money out of it. Then once you start ra- able to raise. Funding, it's it's like a game changer, you know. Exactly. Obviously, you can't do this without, you know, without money. Yeah. Uh, and whether it's your money or hard money or private money, uh, you need you need those funds to to grow this business. Of course. So I started doing that, um, and you know, Grant Cardone talks a lot a lot about like going after your power base. I went after my power base. Power base could be like family members, friends, friends of friends, people that you went to mm-hmm. high school with or whatever yeah. it is. You know, Tell them about what you do because if you don't sell to them, somebody else is. And we're not only selling houses in this business. You know, We're also selling investments. That's where the real estate investment part comes yeah. from. Mm-hmm. You know, So you have to sell yourself as someone that can not only flip a house and sell a house, you have to sell yourself as somebody that can take you know, somebody's money Keep it safe and mm-hmm. provide them a good return on the backside. That's that's great value right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's definitely something I need to reach back out to uh, my power base. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because everybody has everybody yeah. has one, and if you're not going after them, somebody else might. Like if you're not taking their money and putting in a good investment, they might be putting it in the stock market. They might right. be putting it in. Bitcoin, they may be putting it somewhere else yeah. that maybe will or might not get them as as a good investment as, as you could. Yeah. You know, no, and you have to have those conversations. You have to be open about that. Kind yeah, of stuff. no, you definitely make a great point because uh, something that for everyone to know, um, for my, I think it was like my fourth or fifth uh, investment property, yeah. I, I got it under contract and I didn't know how I was going to fund it. Uh, but... I just randomly one day spoke to one of my 
uh, drinking buddies. He's one of my best friends now. Um, you know, like, and he was, I didn't realize how good of a job he had. I didn't realize that he had, like, I think it was like 80K just sitting in a bank somewhere. Yeah. So I'm just And like, you don't know that until you have those conversations. Exactly. You know? So then we worked that out and, you know, like, he's one of my investors now for uh, two of my projects at the moment. Nice. So. Nice. You just, you never know what you, you don't know that's what you That's awesome. You bring something up but that's very important. Um, and that's also something that's helped me scale this business. Once I changed the mindset to get the deals first and then find the money, it was a game changer for me. Before I was waiting for the money to come in and then search for the deals. There's been times where I had like four deals under contract. I knew there were deals. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew there were there were money makers. Mm-hmm. Just how do you get that? You know, it's like having a bag of cash stashed in front of you. <laughs> how do you grab it, right? Yes. And you have to go out to different investors and, 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 and pitch them. Yeah. And I've had those situations where I've had like multiple deals in the contract and then I've went and looked for the money and I was able to find it because people are, people want to invest in something that's, that's solid. You know, exactly. people are, are, are tired of uh, the stock market going up and down and like all these other investments that are not secure. They're looking for people like us. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. Uh, you're pretty well known for your strategy. Uh, which is like at a level. I know that's not all you do, yeah. of course, right? right. But um, explain to the audience a little bit about what an at a level is, okay. you know, and um, what kind of value that provides. Okay. You know? Yeah, so uh, yeah, at a levels are basically um, dated capes and ranches that basically have one level. Mm-hmm. And they're just like a box, basically, right? Uh, with, a, with a basement. Um, and what we do is basically gut the entire house uh, inside and out, all the electrical, the plumbing, mm-hmm. um, all the drywall, everything comes out, and basically chop the top and add a second floor, essentially doubling the square footage of the property. Right. Yeah. So that's and that's uh, essentially, I mean, if you do that, you, you know, you go from, uh, you know, something that's like 800 square foot to like 1800 square foot, 2000 square foot, Essentially, you're doubling the value of, of, of the house, so to speak. Right. You know, yeah. of course, it costs money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't work in every market, so we don't we don't try to force it in every market. But typically, I like to run you know anywhere from two to three out of levels at a time in a given year, mixed in with my other projects. If I can find more, I'll do. I would do more. Uh, but generally with out levels, there's, there's a higher profit dollar amount uh, and a higher profit margin amount. Mm-hmm. These projects take a little bit longer, of course. Um, build time is somewhere between five to six months, you know, and, you know, regular fix and flip, you're pretty much, you sold the property from close to close for like five to six months. Yeah. But this, just the build time is going to, is going to run you five to six months. But the profit dollars are hard, higher, the profit margins are higher. Um, so typically, if, if the opportunity is there, we like to go for it. Right. Um, there's been instances also that uh, you know the house was in good shape. It was a cape. It could have been an ad level, but we we just did a quick and dirty you know like rehab yeah. inside the house. The house is in good condition. We didn't want to knock it down mm-hmm. and completely gut it, and it worked out that way. So you have to really like take each house as its own animal, you know? Of course. And sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't. You gotta run the numbers. Yeah. Of you course. know what I mean? If the numbers make sense for an ad level, we go for an ad level. If the numbers make sense 
for a cosmetic rehab, we'll do a cosmetic rehab. Yeah. Like, basically, it depends on your time as well. Of course. So, like, time if, is a big factor. So, like, if you're willing, if you're going to make 50K profit off of a four-month uh, investment rather than, let's say, 100K off of a year investment, yeah. you know, you have to... You have but to weigh that. Weigh that. So I, I might, in that instance, I might go for 100K off a year. Yeah. But if you're talking 50K in four months or 70K in like a year, then I might go to 40K and just take that profit and roll it into the next deal. Of course. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. So you have to weigh those options. You have to see where you are in the game also. You know, you see, have to see what, what, what your goals are. Yeah. You know, it's different for everybody also, I feel like. Do, do you ever take into account uh, what season it is? Like, um, let's no, say, for no. example, you, it doesn't matter. Like, no. it, it doesn't matter if you're buying, let's say, in the summer and then you end up, like, selling in the winter. No, I never think about that. Okay. I never think about that. I always, when, when the house is ready, I, I, mm -hmm. I put it up. Um, I don't think about the seasons that I'm buying. Okay. Because we have so many projects that are in different stages. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of nice to have different projects in different stages. I don't, I don't want them to all be in the same stage because that's cumbersome. But that's yeah. actually harder to manage that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so we don't really think about seasons. Okay. You know, if the house is, 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 is done and ready, if it needs street rock, it needs street rock, we just go into the next step. If it needs tiles, we keep mm -hmm. on going and, yeah. uh, and go to the yeah. finish shop. Right. Just, so you just try to push it to the end no matter what. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. So, um, as far as all those projects, do you manage them yourself or how, do, how does the management aspect of that work? So, for the most part, I'm GCing. Most of the projects myself. Uh, if I get like really busy and overwhelmed, uh, I have a couple of GCs that I can go to also. Yeah. Uh, there are GCs that are handling a couple of my projects right now that okay. I'm basically not touching at all. Uh, and that's really like you you you'll go too crazy if you try to manage all of that yourself. Of it's course. Just, yeah. It's just uh, it's I too see. cumbersome. Um, and if you have, I mean, it also took me a good couple of years to find the right people to be able to trust and say. Here's an entire project, you know, run with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's one of the most challenging parts yeah. of this business is to find those good people that you can rely on. Right. So, when did you transition? Like, uh, did you start GC from the first project, no. or how did? When did you transition? No, I had. And how was that transition? I had no idea how to GC anything from the start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole construction, the fixed piece of this whole thing, was like a big question mark to me. So the first one was a trusted contractor that did my house. Okay. He was the same guy. Okay. Um, so I trusted him. I didn't even get anything out. I knew who I was going to. I was like, okay, how much is it going to cost? Okay, good. How, how long is it going to take? All right, fine. Run with it. And then, and then I started um, uh, finding other guys for other projects. The guys that were reliable, I held on to. The guys that were weren't right you know you just never work yeah. with them again mm -hmm. um, or keep them in your back pocket if you ever need some type of emergency type yeah. of thing <laughs> no, I know I've, I've used some of your your contacts yeah as well you yeah. know so yeah I know you definitely have some good uh, guys that you work with yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And it takes time to find those guys yeah you know? mm -hmm. because there's good guys out there and there's you know there's guys that will you know take the free money so yeah. yeah it's just part of the business <laughs> exactly yeah, so um, so so talking about that last item, yeah. What what was some of the uh, biggest struggles you had uh, in the investing space itself? 
I think my biggest struggle was definitely the, the, the construction part of it. Okay. Because that, that's, a, that's a part of this business that really I, I didn't have any experience in. Like finding the deals almost came naturally to me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, I, I was just like doing the research on that and going to the houses and finding the deals just came naturally. Um, selling it, doing the construction part, like doing like the finishes and all that was, was, was easier. Uh, doing the finding like the right guys was was a, was a challenge because in the beginning, besides that first one that went really well because I knew that guy, the other ones kind of went um, slowly, really slowly, you know. And it took a it took a good amount of time to 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 get the right type of crew together mm -hmm. where projects were now moving quickly. I mean, we were project we were into some projects that we should have finished in like three months. We were into them almost like a year in the beginning. Wow. Yeah. So, so that part was, was definitely a challenge. Yeah, man, I think, I think, I think, I think all beginners, I don't think anyone should feel bad about that. You know, I think, especially if you're not coming from like a contractor background, like Joey, I knew you come from yeah. a contractor background. Okay. If you don't though, like that part can be very cumbersome and very difficult. Yeah. I mean, even, even as a contractor yeah. with that background, yeah. you still have that struggle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. You know, I, I just I just sold uh, you know the, the the house in Maplewood, and it took us about ten months. Yeah, you know, to, yeah. to do that project. Right. So it's it's yeah. So it happens to everyone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And honestly, like, doesn't matter how much experience you have in this business, and you know, something somewhere is going to happen at some point mm -hmm. where the job is going to get stopped, or, or a contractor is going to you know do something like. That they shouldn't be doing, or something is going to happen. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's unfortunately just the nature of this business, and you try to avoid those things as much as possible. But exactly, you know, you have to expect that they're going to come at some point. Yeah. So, uh, let, so on the opposite spectrum, what yeah. was the best uh, deal? Uh, maybe not a specific deal, okay. but what was the best experience you you've had? You know, in terms of uh, real estate, best experience in terms of a deal or yeah, let's yeah, let's call it a deal now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, till this day, one of the best deals that I can think of, honestly, is a deal that I almost did like really nothing in. I bought a two-family house. It was in Fairview. Um, I I had put in an offer, uh, thirty thousand dollars below asking. They came back. We agreed on it. And I, at that time, I, we had closed on it. And at that time, I was just too uh, overwhelmed with other projects. Mm -hmm. So I think I had bought it for like two thirty-five. Okay. And the house, you know, needed work, but it. I think for the value of a two-family house in that area, I think it was completely undervalued. Mm -hmm. I, it was a bank-owned property, and I think the bank just completely missed the ball on the pricing. Mm -hmm. So because I had other projects. Um, I was like, let's just you know put it up uh, on the MLS yeah. for three forty nine. That's what I, I figured that it was a normal price for that house. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, within like a week, it sold. We didn't do, we didn't do anything to it. Nice. We didn't we didn't touch it. So after paying commissions and all that, um, it was it was a pretty hefty amount. It was like seventy thousand dollars or something like that in profits. Yeah. And that was like that was like deal number like four or something like that. Wow. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Let's keep doing this. You know? <laughs> but I mean, those deals are hard to come by. Yeah, they are. They're but you always like, you always, yeah. uh, 
you always go back and like reminisce about those because mm-hmm. those are like you know the butter ones. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, since then I haven't really found like a deal <laughs> like that. But that, that one always like sticks with me. Yeah, right now uh, Joey and I are looking at ones similar to that. Yeah. Um, you know, by the time this podcast airs, <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it, it, it should be uh, gone, or we have it. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Those are sweet ones, man. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we did one uh, very similar to that, you know, uh, a few months ago. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, they, they, they just finished construction on it. Yeah, they, they just they they haven't renovated it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they just fully renovated it? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think, what were the numbers? I forgot. Uh, so, so, we bought it at uh, 205. We closed on it. Nice. Um, we sold it at about 290. 290. 290. Yeah. Nice. Without doing anything to it? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, those are, those are the best yeah. ones. <laughs> Yeah, but I put on the MLS. I mean, they're few and far between, but yes, they you know, when they come, they're they're quite nice. Yes. Yeah. That's it, it's yeah. it's a beautiful time. Yeah. When you have it. Yeah. 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 It helps. It's not bad. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Um, what was your uh, okay. So, uh, Roy, uh, what are do you? Do you have any books or podcasts that you listen to now that uh, you would suggest to, to people? Yeah, podcasts. I mean, I, I still listen to Bigger Pockets um, almost like on a weekly basis. I wouldn't say daily, but uh, you know, we, we do a lot of driving in our cars, right? I'm sure yeah. you guys do too. Sometimes I do 200 miles a day, and I just, I just listen to books and, and podcasts all the time to educate myself. So, podcasts, I listen to a lot of uh, uh, Bigger Pockets. Rod Cleef is another one that I've been listening to. He does a lot of like uh, syndication type of apartment building mm-hmm. syndication mm-hmm. Uh, stuff. And uh, that's kind of like somewhere I want to uh, uh, transition into yeah. at some point. So I've just been educating myself about that kind of stuff. Um, okay. And books, man, I, I listen to Grant Cardone a lot. Um, the Sellers Be Sold, 10X Rule. I mean, that thing just like fires you up. I, I, sometimes I tell myself I got to listen to that thing like once a month. <laughs> he's a little bit like in your face a lot but like some of the stuff that he says is, is, is like really gold so yeah. it yeah. just like lights a fire in you yeah exactly like uh, the, my, my favorite thing with the 10x rules like you always want to shoot for 10 times what your yes. what your original amount yeah. of what you want to do is like oh I want to flip let's say 12 houses I'm going to flip 120 now yeah, because not? then you know like Chances you might not flip 120, but if yeah. you do, that's great. But if you get to 50, yeah, it's still better than your 12, though. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of really good nuggets in that book. Um, seller, seller be sold also, like the power base and all that stuff. Selling to your, you know, there's a lot of good nuggets in those books. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love it. So uh, tell tell us uh, what 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 you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, besides the uh, real estate, as, as far as uh, education or anything like that, uh, you know the um, you know the bus tour you have. Yeah, so the bus tour is is, is games uh, bus tour, and you know, I was I was uh, fortunate enough to do a, a co-host event with him. Yeah. Uh, if you guys ever have the opportunity, you were there on the, on sure. the, on the yeah. last one when I was uh, doing the co-host. But if you guys ever have the opportunity, Gabe runs a, an amazing event there and he really shows the whole process of how to find deals, farm deals, fix them, flip them, everything. And, um, you know, he, 
really gives out like a ton of valuable information on those things. Yeah. So if you guys ever have an opportunity to go to that, amazing, amazing event. Awesome. I know John yeah. can just... You went to the last one, right? Yeah, I just went to the last one. How was it? It was really, it was really good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, value there that I got out of it. Yeah. The biggest thing was about how to cut costs when it comes to uh, materials. Yeah. That's one of the biggest killers yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. just constantly shopping at like Home Depot. Yeah. Doesn't cut it if you're nope. trying to scale. Yeah. So. Yeah. So game game was actually one of the first guys that I did not have with. Like I learned that process from game. From him, right? Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to do a deal with him to learn that whole process throughout like, the beginning of the deal mm-hmm. and through the end. Really, the beginning of the fixed process right. and through the end. And I think that's kind of when I also grasp grasp the the fixed part, the construction part, a lot better. That's right after doing like an add level like that, yeah. and especially after doing ones on my own. Like I said, I always learn by experience. Mm-hmm. Like learning his process and then taking it and doing it on my own. That's when it really started kicking in. Nice. And then that's when I started getting like the fixed part really yeah. in tune. What what number deal would you say that that that, that one, was approximately? I think it was like five or six. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so my intention down. actually was going to be just to do like a a rehab on that deal, mm-hmm. but it needed everything. It yeah. was like one of those tapes that you needed to do a new roof, new siding, new electrical, new plumbing. <laughs> I was gonna basically gut the whole house anyways. Yeah. And I was probably like at my cost gonna probably spend as much as we did together at Gabe's cost to do that. So, you know, because I was still like fresh in it and he kind of knew that whole yeah. process, mm-hmm. you know, so and everybody's costs are different as you know, yeah. like, yeah, of course, you know, so I was still a beginner. I was still a little bit wet behind the ears, especially on that fixed part. And I think we spent like $150,000 on that rehab. I probably would have spent that keeping the, the same structure. Yeah. You yeah. I mean? I'm still amazed at that number. I'm still amazed at that number too, because I still <laughs> have not been able to hit that number. I don't know how you do it, Gabe. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how how can people find you on social media? What what avenues are you on? So I'm very active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's just my first name, last name on both. Roy Temiz, R O Y T E M I Z. Uh, and I'm and I, and I try to stay pretty active there. I try to do like project updates. Yeah. And try to add some value to. Uh, mm-hmm. To newer uh, investors, you know, wherever I can, post pictures, post videos. So, yeah, if you want to reach out to me, I, I try to answer as many, you know, direct messages on there as I can also. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely a good way to reach out to me. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Awesome. Um, and uh, just a last question before yeah. I guess we uh, conclude everything um, is what piece of advice would you give uh, people who are just getting started in real estate? Yeah, so if you're just getting started, I, I would give them the same advice that I, I honestly gave myself. You have to find the right deal in the beginning. Like if you, you don't, you don't want to overanalyze, but you don't want to jump into the wrong deal either. Because if you do that first deal wrong, chances are you know you're never going to do another deal again. If you lose money on that first deal, you're probably going to be one and done. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you can take from your experience and turn a profit 
in my mindset was even if I break even on this first deal, mm-hmm. at least I've learned a new trade and yeah. maybe I can refine it and, and retune it and make money on the next one. I ended up making money on that first deal, thankfully. But if I had lost money, like, this whole thing would have probably gone very different. That may have been my first one in and out. Yeah. So that first deal, if you're, if you're a newbie, if it's your first investment, really focus on the numbers and make sure that you're going to turn a profit on that first one. Yeah, definitely. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Um, Joey, I don't know if you have any Yeah, I don't, I, I don't have any other questions. So, cool. Thanks for having me. I just saw one. All right. Thanks, Thank Roy. You. Thanks for uh, being on the podcast. All right. This is yeah. awesome. Man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Good luck. Thank you. Take care, everyone.